All right, welcome back to the podcast. Wife and I are back from a little stroll this afternoon. We took uh, snowed about a, a quarter inch or something like that last night, and then it's just kind of raining right now. This is kind of what we expect weather-wise, but it's been horrible. Rather than kind of gloomy, wet, wintry mix, it's been just violent storm. Yeah. And it's uh, it's nice to go for a walk today. Um, while we were walking, we were talking about how nice it's going to be this winter because we're in the house. One of the big things that we wanted to get accomplished in this first year was to get the greenhouse done or get a greenhouse done. We're really sure what that was going to look like, but yeah. just finished uh, assembling a planta greenhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, how, how do you think about that? What do you What are your thoughts? Um, I think it's awesome. I'm super stoked. Uh, seems like it's going to hold together because it already... I think on its like second night after being built, we had some seventy-five mile per hour plus winds, maybe. So, um, I shouldn't have got up. I got up at like nine thirty or ten o'clock. Got out of bed just to check it out, and then looked at it and saw that it was just really ripping. But the thing was was sturdy because I got up, got the blood flowing a little bit. Just the rest of the night, I heard gusts, yeah. and I thought, "Oh man, this thing is going to be strewn about." Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, I think I've already kind of filled it up in my head, so we'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes. Would you order seed wise? Um, everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for we have what, 15 beds outside of the. Yeah. So what what's going to go in the beds um, so and what's going to go out? For the for the greenhouse, I ordered um, three kinds of tomatoes, like a slicing tomato, a cherry tomato, and a paste tomato. Um. And then I ordered two types of cucumbers and three types of peppers, four types of peppers. I'm very excited. I've never had a greenhouse before and I've always lived like Wyoming or here where um, the growing season is just too short and harsh to really grow peppers, tomatoes, cucumbers. Um, Actually, I also ordered some watermelons and some little cantaloupe melon seeds. Um, which I also have tried to grow in Wyoming and just nothing. So I'm pretty excited. I don't know. I'm, I could be, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It could be too, like our summers don't get really hot. Um, so we might not have like enough of like heat index to ripen melons, um, or peppers or tomatoes, but, um, figure you don't know unless you try. So yeah. Yeah, we did pretty well, or you did pretty well. I didn't do a whole much of anything, but uh, the kale seemed to be really good. That little mm-hmm. cherry tree, we got t- two little cherry trees or one yeah, little cherry tree? Yeah, I got, yeah. It was um, very enthusiastic, and I think we got yeah. eight or ten while you were gone. <laughs> they were just super reds. So I picked them, and it was unbelievable that got them before the, the birds did, but that was really good. The apples, we had similar this year to last year, which mm-hmm. maybe yeah. is okay. I I'm not sure what's going on there, but yeah, this year I think we definitely, um, the apples didn't really get pollinated. Um, and I don't know if that was, yeah, I don't know. I'll have, I need to take better garden notes so that I can kind of figure out stuff. But also, I mean, so the apple trees were planted two years ago and then the cherry trees were planted this spring. And like they say in the first year, even the second year of fruit trees, like you don't necessarily want them fruiting a lot because you want Mm. them spending energy to like, get a good root system and that kind of thing. So I don't know. It's like, maybe we should have picked those cherry blossoms off. I don't know. So we'll see what happens. It's like, 
yeah. yeah those are super good but um and then what else is really good strawberries we got those strawberries that stick yeah. at walmart but yeah. they took off yeah. just the exception to the rules we got a lot of good strawberries there uh carrots were great got some clink potatoes mm-hmm. um what else did pretty well the rhubarb survived yeah i'm really yeah we didn't um, get anything off it, but uh, that's we tr- we brought that up here from Colorado when we moved up. My family moved up in the '80s, mm-hmm. and then it survived the transplant from so from Colorado to the trailer we used to live in, and then from the trailer to our house that mom sold this uh, last two year, twenty ago. yeah two yeah. summers ago, and then it survived the transplant from there to here, so. Until it's like flourishing, I'm still kind of nervous because that's, you know, that's kind of the heirloom. Reminds me of of grandma and the place in in Greeley, Colorado, where it came from. But so. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think the stuff that did really well this year was we had some lettuce um, that did well. I didn't plant a whole lot of it. Um, But lettuce, kale, um, carrots, and uh, beans, I think, kind of were our our best crops. And then, I mean, I didn't plant a whole lot of potatoes cause somebody just gave me like two clink of potatoes to plant. So, um, but those actually did really well and we saved, I think I've saved like maybe 10 or 15 somewhere in there to plant next year. Nice. Um, and then the garlic did pretty well. I think those were kind of our big ones. So plant wise, that's uh, where that went. What about uh, the other, I guess if we can just take the year as a plate we looked at the garden side salad part of the plate, and now we look at the meat side of the plate. Um, we're kind of the hunting highlights. I guess we can go fishing too because it could be fish. So June did the trout bonanza up north. That was a lot of fun. It was cool mm-hmm. to see the interior, hike around Denali, see some sheep. Uh, it was that was super cool. Yeah, I mean we didn't we didn't hunt anything. No, but um, yeah. Like we were fishing, so yeah. if we wanted to catch a trout and yeah, that was cook fun. it, we that could have, fun. but didn't. But. Um. Yeah, I mean, are you saying that was like your? Fa- I'm, I'm. Is that your favorite? Just working. Just, just kind of chronologically. Okay. So, okay, like, sorry. we'll we'll talk about fishing before we get to the hunting part because we ate a lot of fish this year and still eating a lot of fish this year too, and we got most of our fish in June, July. So yeah. June was uh, we went north, a lot of fun there. And then uh, caught some kings. Got our first mm-hmm. king on the on the skiff, which yeah. was pretty sweet. It's nice to be able to troll some of these areas and be since we're super nimble, we can kind of move in and out or get closer to shore than some of these trollers. When you have trollers and you have a whole bunch of rental boats and local boats that are all tra- trolling the same drag, it's nice to be able to get. You're not like boxed in as much as you would be if you're in a bigger boat. Yeah. We're super nimble. Yeah. We can go I super mean, shallow, and we were <laughs> mooching when you caught that one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, – the the trolling thing can be a little bit difficult when you are going to shore. And we were going pretty close, and so you got really, really beyond it. Mm-hmm. So some of those rocks can, can come up pretty quick, and you can uh, snag your gears. That's one of the nice things about mooching is that you can get all the, the water columns, and you yeah. can really be – you know, we're going to hit this flat spot. It's, it's a little hole where they're kind of circling. Let's just kind of get that in there. We can keep, uh, get on a little heavier weight and just kind of really manipulate it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you can kind of fish spots that people who are trolling can't necessarily fish, so that's yeah. nice. Yeah, there were a couple of times like they they were trying to get into that same hole. It just they couldn't quite get there with all yeah. their gear. It was just they were just going to get up on the rocks. So that was nice to to get a couple that way, and then uh, um, picked up a pretty good chum year. Got the, got some chums there. Yeah, didn't get a whole lot of cohos, but um, yeah, we hardly even fish for coho. Yeah. We got enough uh, king for. Um, smoked some and then jarred some or smoked and jarred. That's yeah, uh, yeah. not two separate things. That's one. And then, uh, got some, just filleted it and put it in the mm-hmm. vacuum packer or vacuum sealer. So we got that in the freezer. That was yeah. good. And yeah. then, uh, mm-hmm. halibut was, was starting to figure them some things out, which was nice. We got, uh, yeah, just finding new spots. Yeah. There's some local type things that or local areas that look like they might hold halibut, but it was just nice to be able to get to a bonafide halibut spot, which is tough in our 18-foot skiff, but learning the weather. We went out there once, didn't even have to uh, anchor. It just got a really, really nice drift. The winds were variable, and so that told us that we could be able to hang there, and that was awesome. And then I went out there solo one day, and and I think I caught one. Did I catch one? Or did I lose one? Uh, I think I lost I one. I thought you yeah, was, got chased back in by weather. I didn't even know that you dropped a line. Yeah, well, I went another time too because that was okay. um, you and I went out there. Then you had to go back to work, and then I went out there solo. And then the next time, the wind was it was um, the wave was supposed to be one to two footers, so it wasn't uh, calm mm-hmm. seas. Yeah, and one to two footers became two to three footers and the wind picked up and that, uh, that chased, uh, chased me back and then chased us back. So that really solidified that we can go, we can fish this spot. It's super Mm -hmm. exposed. So if there is a a South, Southeast or Southwest wind, um, it's not happening at all or even a North wind. So it's just gotta be one of those very, very calm days. Um, so yeah, anything more than that. And it was a little bit more than, than we wanted to, to, get after yeah it's just um, yeah we've and we've been maybe maybe a bit lazy with our halibut fishing like we haven't anchored up really at all we like to just kind of drift over mm -hmm. and so you need pretty light winds for that i don't know if we'll ever setting the anchor and doing it is like and dropping down your chum bag or whatever is supposed to be kind of more a more reliable way i guess to pull in fish and catch them but i just don't know i mean we'd have to hand pull the anchor Right, which is why which I say we've not, been lazy. It's a, why, yeah, I, I don't know if it's lazy or just smart. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so uh, it's it cool to find that spot and got some halibut, nothing of, you know, real big size, but definitely enough to put put meat away in the freezer. So that was that was great. Yeah. And then that took us right into hunting season. And um, weather was horrible. The opener for uh, with Danny was just brutal, foggy. Um, had a couple chances and we, you can recap that, uh, in one of the previous episodes, but, um, yeah, it did not start as, uh, we expected this time last year, you know, we were vowing to shoot everything in the Alpine, but <laughs> by the time August ended, we, we had zero deer down, yeah. but, uh, we did get, was your mountain goat in August? Yeah. And mine. then mine was September. Oh, or were they it? both September? They were, I thought they were both August. Mine was like August 5th and yours was like late August. Or maybe yours was early September. I think mine was early September. Okay. But Yours was Labor Day weekend. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that was great to get to mountain goat. That was a lot of fun. We, again, you can go look back at those and recap, but, um, I'd never hiked back to camp on a mountain in the dark like that. Yeah. I'd only been glassing until dark and then get back to the tent. So that was the first time that we had, I, I had ever been involved in a hunt where there's miles to go around this rim of this ridge and you're trying to follow the track you have before, but some of these shoots up in the Alpine there, you're looking down at your blue track on, on X, but you could be one shoot over and it takes you down off some cliffs. And yeah. so it was, it was nice. It was, it was a mount that we'd been up a couple times before. So we kind of knew what to be aware of. Yeah. And there was just enough light from the moon. So you could mm-hmm. kind of get an idea of what was going on. Um, and then the moon reflecting off the snow helped out too. So we could pick out some of those patches, but man, as we were working our way around it, it took a while and it was kind of slick. Um, a little bit of dew was starting to come up, but it was, it was cool. Pretty exhausting. Got back to camp and it was weird to get back to camp so exhausted, but then also so kind of residually amped and just yeah. not able to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What, um, what was your favorite hunt of this year? Was it one of those goat hunts or was it the, uh, when we got into rut, getting the big black tail. Um, I think it was the rut hunt. I think the alpine hunts to me, like, um, at least the ones that we got our goats on, they were so fast. Like we were, wor- I, I felt like I was working the whole time. Like it was, we hiked up and we immediately we were like, oh, there's a goat way over there. So we hiked around to it, and then you, by the time you get to it and shoot it and then then at that point it's like oh my gosh we got to get this thing processed get it back to camp and it was just like go 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 and they were both i think both just one night hunts right yeah which is like kind of crazy when you think about we're hiking in from sea level up to three thousand feet killing an animal processing turning around hiking back down like that's a lot of work so um kind of the rut hunts were a little bit more fun a little bit more relaxing yeah yeah, that was it was brutal when you're doing it two days at a time. If you have six or seven days, that's that's way different. But uh, even three days. But yeah, that quick turnaround of yeah. stuff. And sometimes it was weather. Sometimes it was just that's what we had available. Um, well, and I think on both of those since we could have taken another day, but it was like, well, there's the goat. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a mature billy. I'm not looking for a, <laughs> you know, a, a record setter or anything. Yeah, not going to um, sort through. Um, yeah, the, the rut hunts were a lot of fun adding in. It was cool that we kind of found our own little honey hole, mm-hmm. which is always a cool thing when you feel like you figured out enough to, to put something together and then going out there in the skiff and, and making it work and camping and having the, the first time we went out there when we scouted that spot, just had the tent, but the next weekend came out with the hot tent and that was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was awesome. That was, that was really cool to be able to yeah. warm up, dry out and spend yeah. those, those hours those dark hours yeah warm feeding the fire it's a constant and just like so much more space and like yeah standing up is great ah so great except for the last time we camped there i think we camped there so often we maybe attracted mice (laughs) or something the last night was horrible i think a mouse ran over my head like probably six or seven times yeah Yeah, because we had the first time we didn't get anything the second week we went out there we both got bucks and so we'd we hang them in this, we hung them in the same tree. So I wonder if, you know, that kind of smell maybe attracted them, got them around or something. I don't I know. I think we must've no. just like left some really micro crumbs and they were like, Ooh, yeah. then, it's definitely 
possibility too, but yeah, they're around. Yeah. So then third time we were out there, you got that really nice buck. Yeah, that was awesome. That's still like, yeah, just, just so cool to spot that guy. And like, I just, yeah, he was so big. Yeah. And, um, to make the shot on him too, it was, it was a pretty far shot and just everything was perfect. So. Yeah, nice. We got three bucks out of there, and there were still more bucks. Had some game cameras around there. It was a really big year for certain areas. Certain people got some really big, yeah, really big uh, meat years for for some people. Uh, I heard a lot more people of, or a lot more stories of people on a muskeg calling in one buck, shooting it, and then being really quiet during the processing, and then another buck coming in. So just that, which it makes some sense, like. I mean, if it makes some, sense, like in an area where you're the only person hunting for mile, like, I yeah. don't know. I just, maybe I should look around more when I process, but yeah. That's, yeah. So getting those, uh, those, those bucks were, were awesome. We went back to that, uh, spot again and didn't, uh, didn't have any luck. It was, a after a storm, it cooled down, got really quiet, got really cold, but uh, I think running our program through there just a few too many times. I try to get off in some different areas and, and kind of um, maybe if they were anticipating where the pressure was going to come from, maybe get somewhere else. But, you know, all that habitat is so pretty similar. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they can yeah. they can move move out of there. So still a good spot. Got the two game cameras up there. So we'll check those in the, in the spring and uh, see what's going on. But, yeah, that would be a, a spot worth going. Mm-hmm. Next year, yeah. maybe not four straight weekends, but uh, yeah, certainly around uh, Halloween. But yeah, I also think I mean the weekends when we got deer were more peak rut, and then you mm-hmm. know maybe we didn't get anything. Out, we wouldn't have gotten anything anywhere else either because it was just yeah. you know deer yeah. weren't moving as much, a little smarter, a little yeah. And that's tough when you have the week in between when you only have the weekend to go, and yeah. a bunch of other people are going out there during during the week and the weather might be better and you just think man like today is the day but it's a wednesday and you can't do it so you got to wait yeah. you know five or six days in between it's ah, brutal and then there was one day we oh one week we couldn't go back out there because the weather was so bad mm-hmm. yeah so we ended up going to a spot that had a ton of other people saw that tiny little yeah little, little spike. spike i was hoping that spike would come in and something else would come in too but it was just brutal weather-wise super soaked but uh yeah, it had been a great year, two goats, three bucks, and then that um, caribou hunt's like a whole another category itself. Just going to pack mm. with Ryan was so much fun, yeah. going to the interior yeah. and just uh, if, getting that really yeah. big country. If I had had the tag, that would have for sure been the best hunt of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's fun to be able to like be on a hunt just as a packer. And oh, yeah, for sure. Super, for sure. super great. And then you don't like, – I had a – Printed out a, a sheep tag and printed out a moose tag, like just in case. But you know, there's there's no chance. You kind of get the, you know, that there's so many opportunities, but then you realize just how much they don't necessarily overlap. Your moose country and your caribou country can be the same if you have the tag, but it doesn't really overlap caribou and doll sheep. So like you really yeah. got to commit to one the, the, the territory is so stinking big. It's not, mm-hmm. there are a couple spots in Wyoming when we were down there where it was like 
whitetail country down in the river bottom. And then as you got out to the plains, it was mule deer. So a couple of times you and I were eat, were scouting, we'd e-scouted some stuff and we were looking and you could see, okay, this is mule deer. This is whitetail. So based on what you wanted to hunt, maybe you could make that happen, get to the terrain. That's more effective drive a little bit, but you know, up here, a lot of people talk about, well, should I pick up a tag here just in case? Well, it's not that same sort of overlapping. You're, yeah. You could, but I don't know. I think if you're out of state and you're spending a whole lot of money like that, that, and if you can afford it, might as well. Yeah. But I don't know. You're just not going to have that the same sort of overlap necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, anything else you want to kind of touch on is review. Talked about the hot tent being awesome. Uh, had um, fun hunting. Yeah, it was, it was a more fun food. year. I mean, at this point, it's more like I'm just so, like, I'm excited for next year. I'm excited for steelhead gardening, mm-hmm. um, figuring out, like, where, where we're going to go in the Alpine next year, thinking about setting up game cams, like, about ordering more game cams, like, all that kind of stuff. I'm more kind of looking forward than, than looking back, really. Yeah, um, there's always stuff to do. But yeah. yeah, what about you? What are what was your favorite? Uh, I like the uniqueness. It's super easy to get caught up in being like a blacktail specialist. Not that I'm a blacktail specialist, but you know, focused so much on getting as many blacktails as possible and maybe tagging out getting all four. But I mean, I only got one this year, but it's a cool three by three. And then mountain goats. It just mm-hmm. there's so much. Like it was definitely my favorite year last year was a great year too because we got the caribou archery um and then two bucks in the rut and then small goat it's just having the variety i i I really like the variety so much more than maybe getting as many blacktails as i can so yeah well yeah and like if i yeah it's also yeah i think it was kind of like a like I don't know. Last year I shot my first and my first blacktail and I also was like, just like feeling horrible cause I was having some health issues, but I was just kind of like, yeah, I'll just shoot like anything that walks in front of me is going down. And then this year I was like, okay, like we can do better than that. Like, and then getting that really nice big four by three was like, I was like, okay, like this is a lot cooler than like, like, I don't know. Like to me, it's like, if we each got four deer, just like the processing gets like really mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh, this is a chore. And like, we don't need that much meat. And so it's like much more fun to like kind of hold out for those special deer than, which, you know, I mean, if I'm, if it's November and I don't have any deer, like anything's going down, yeah. but, um, yeah. it was spaced out pretty nicely because we were really putting a hurting on your goat by the time we went on the, we got my goat and then like we were eating just goat just go just go and then we yeah. get the caribou with ryan so then we're just going through we're not having chicken we're not having steak we're having nothing else except for that and so it was it wasn't like we got like five bucks in one month and we just yeah. have so much to process and it's just overwhelming it was pretty nice and spaced out so nothing was was really backing up the one weekend we got the two bucks um that was kind of when it was at its peak but mm-hmm. it was fun. It was such a good experience. At that point, we'd, we'd cleared up some freezer space. Yeah. So it's nice to go through it, too, and we're eating a lot of it rather than having, you know, two or three meals per week that are that are venison or that are goat. 
we did a lot of seasoning and flavoring. So yeah. we're having breakfast sausage and we're having uh, the chorizo has been a real hit. But that Polish stuff is a yeah. super good change of pace with some um, potatoes and and vegetables. Like that's that's a real good one. So it's it's nice to and then it makes it worth it too when you got some interesting flavor to go with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, this year, hopefully we'll get out to get some good steelhead fish. And that's the one thing that I think maybe lacked this last year. Yeah, for sure. So get uh, get some steelhead. But now that we didn't not, not having a boat and not having the house finished, it kind of made things a little bit difficult. And then uh, the snow was, was pretty horrible. So this year we can, can yep. make a make a good effort to, to get that. Yeah, I really want to check out some new spots and just... I miss fly fishing. Yeah. So, well, anything else? Yeah. Closing out the year. You have a New Year's resolution or a word Ooh. for the year or anything like that? No, I should. I'll I'll think about that and get back to you. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't really thought about New Year stuff. It's only uh, December 17th. So. Yeah. This is going to come out right before. We're getting both. We're heading to oh, Tucson okay. tomorrow. So, we're getting both episodes for this Tuesday and the following Tuesday done. So, um yeah, I don't know. I think uh, keeping that creative stuff going, uh, the writing. You and I have talked about doing some more writing stuff and reviews of bars and mm-hmm. and some film bars. clips of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those protein. I'm pretty excited protein for that. Protein bars, been, yeah, yeah not like. Bars. Oh yeah, yeah, not like, not like catch a can bar crawl or anything like that. But yeah, um, yeah it's kind of cool, and that's it's cool to see the the caribou little film that I made got some good views, but also people are pretty pretty interested in the. And the gardening and stuff that you're doing too. So it's kind of that whole Alaska life rather than be like just a hunter, show the other elements of it. And it's fun to write about. And it's fun to tell the whole story rather than just, you know, be awake, alive and present when it's hunting season. Just kind of tell the whole story, which has been pretty fun. Mm -hmm. So a lot more of that, that's kind of what I want to do. A lot more writing and all that. Yeah, definitely. I think what I like most about like writing about, gardening or like recipes or like any of that stuff is like you get feedback from people and they're like oh yeah like I've tried this or Mm -hmm. and it's really like so many people have that experience and different knowledge and it's like the only way you get that from other people is when you share like what you're doing and then they're like oh like so that's yeah that is a lot of fun well all right thanks for uh, listening this year thanks for the support thanks for everything check out uh, on step alaska we got stuff in there about gardening in alaska we got uh, all kinds of stuff from uh, years and years and years of, of hunting and fishing and, and all things alaska so uh, appreciate uh, appreciate you listening and we'll talk to you in 2024